Divine Direction Week 3. The first week was what? And the second week was stop. And this week we're doing stay. Darren Hardy, a great business coach, said this. The starting is not most people's problem or challenge or difficulty. It's staying, continuing, and finishing. Right? That resonate with you? A grandmother put it this way about marriage. The secret to marriage is to stay when it'd be easier to go. Those two statements say the same thing. One from a grandma and one from a business coach. And I, and I really believe that if we're honest, like just with ourselves, that we all know there's times when we want to just head to the hills, right? You want to just, if you're a guy, throw the phone, take off, right? You just want to scream, run off in the woods, quit the job, and walk away. And the interesting thing for me is that when we face those times, we often leave just a little too quickly. Now, there are definitely times when, like it's okay to go, when, it, when it's time to leave. But I still think that we're better at leaving under stress than we are at staying. Do you guys agree? You've been in those spots? Okay. So why don't you think real quick about the last time that you thought about just bailing out, checking out, quitting the job, walking away from the relationship, whatever it was, just, okay? Was it a moment of inspiration or was it a moment of challenge and stress? Yes. <laughs> but, but you get it, right? So often when it's time to go, right, when it's time to go and it comes from inspiration, it doesn't feel like what we're talking about today, right? When we say that, you know, sometimes we need to stay when it'd be easier to go, those aren't the moments of inspiration. The ones that trouble us, the ones where we move too quickly, where we end up with regrets, are usually the ones where life just hands us these challenging moments, right? So the last time that you thought about leaving, odds are it probably had some challenge to it. Challenges like a job, with a boss and a system and changing roles and oppression, chauvinism, bigotry, foolishness that just didn't feel right and you were just like, I can't take this anymore, right? Or how about the relationship that just taken a turn for the worse or that you just woke up and realized it turned worse a long time ago. Like I just walked by my trash can in the garage and I have no idea why I was out of town. Why I put in that trash can? But something turned. <laughs> that kind of relationship. You walk out in the garage of your life and you're like, oh, dude, what have we done? Or how about that dream that you had and you're just still waiting and you're still waiting and you really thought it was your thing. You thought it was the dream and it just hasn't come true yet. And so in those moments, like we kind of ask questions like, you know, should I quit this job? Should I try to outlive the emperor, Right? Bosses always change, right? Should I, I don't know, should I take my chances and just launch out there and try to start a whole new career? Do I need to try to find a job before I get, I can't take it anymore. In the relationship, it's that horrible question, like is this thing just, has this relationship just lived its useful life? It's just done, you know? It's just done. Or maybe when in the dream category, it's like, is this business just dead? Like I poured my life into it, I poured every, ounce of energy I've had into it. I've poured my time and hard-earned cash into it. And is it just, God, did I miss it? 
So I don't think that's unique. Like, I don't mean to say we're not special. Like, I think we all face this. Um, do you have an escape plan, anybody? No, I do. I'll be honest, I do. I, I don't normally publicize my escape plan, but I slipped up while eating dinner with Faye and Keith and a couple other folks. Amber and I were there. We were just talking about our favorite cities in the south where we would live. And, and Amber's of mine, I think, is just without a doubt Chattanooga. And it's not that we don't like it here or community. We're here. It's awesome. But Chattanooga is just a smaller city still, has arts, it's, it's temperate, it's, you know, it's, just, it's just still a little genteel, it's just cool, it's just a cool city. And, and so we were like, yeah, I guess if we could have picked, maybe that would have been the place to live. And we're, we're planners, we love it. But on Monday, when I had a bad Sunday, or when I screw up at a conference, or when I get in a row with somebody, or I'm trying to raise up a leader and I'm just tired of it, I have an escape plan. I told, I told Faye, I go, do you know where I want to run away to when things go bad? And they're like, you want to run away? And I'm like, yeah, Chattanooga. So I, I, I think we all have kind of those catches. I was in a really terrible relationship at one point. Anybody ever been there? And uh, I used to like stand in the shower and think, well, maybe I could die. No, I'm not, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Like, you know, take, I'm just like, but if I get hit by a truck, then this is kind of over. And I realized when I was thinking about that in a shower one day, this is probably not a healthy relationship if this is your exit strategy. Well, maybe they just leave my life. Oh. You ever had thoughts like this? You know, things, extrapolations like that? So it's in those moments where, man, you're just faced with all that. The question is, do you stay or do you go? And I think most of the time when it comes to challenge, the going is actually the easier thing, at least in the short term, right? Because you just get away from it. You're just done with it. You just move on. We also know there's a lot of regrets wrapped up in that. Like there's just a ton of regrets wrapped up in that, right? Because if you leave a job before you have a job, it's harder to get a job. Everybody ever got caught in that trap, been there, done that, right? If you leave a relationship without finding the ability to forgive and heal, where are you a year later, even if you got a new girl? You're still in pain and you're trapped. Like, you just have to pack your baggage. You have to unpack it, empty it, burn it, you know, however you do that. Do it with a therapist, do it with your best friend, go play golf, whatever, but you've got, you keep, what, you, what, what was here, if it's not solved, just moves to, to here, right? It's the idea of, like, quitting a job, right, without having a job. It's those same kind of things. And so I don't know. I, I, um, I found in my world, if I stay the course for the right reason, I always end up with a better story to tell. If you think about all the stories that I have to tell and all the crazy things that we've done. I was thinking about some of the crazy mission trips and stuff that we've been on. Like the time Ember and I got caught in, um, in a coup, in the middle of a coup in Honduras, on the border of Honduras and Nicaragua, and I uh, ended up staying with the president of uh, Honduras during a coup with his army. Yeah, it was just really weird, you know? Um, and we could have given up. They told us that this was going on, and we could have, we just knew that we should stay. We ended up being the only Americans there, us and a team of missionaries. And it was just, like, it's just a great story. But we also got to share our faith with his entire family. Who knows? Maybe it's stuck. You know, so it's just, but then when I leave too early, I always have regrets. You ever do that? 
Like you leave a situation and you're like, oh, I shoulda, I coulda, did I? This definitely works in relationships, doesn't it, or jobs? Doesn't it work? And you get on this side, you don't get a better job, and you're like, dude, it's the same here as it was there. Maybe I got this wrong. Maybe there's something I need to change. So one of the questions that I like to ask is this. Am I choosing to give up because it's the right thing or because it's the easier thing? Am I choosing to give up? Am I choosing to quit? Am I choosing to go because it's the right thing and I'm sure of it? Or is it just the easier thing kind of right now? And I think that like the solution, a great way to illustrate it is Ruth's story. I don't know how familiar with the Bible, but Ruth was this young lady in the Bible, and she is, had a mom, mother-in-law named Naomi, who was Hebrew. And so Ruth um, and, her t- and the other two sister-in-laws, they go off with Naomi and the dad, and they all, they're trying to stay alive. They're starving, so they're, they move. And then the guys all die. I guess it was like a plague against men, you know, because <laughs> all three men died. And Naomi was like, we're, we're done. We've lost our land. We're bankrupt. We don't have anything. So y'all girls go back to your dads, like go back to your family and let, they're gonna take care of you, you're a widow. And I'll just, I'll just, I'll be on my own. And Ruth, in this just heroic moment, it's, it's carved in my wedding ring, um, said this line, which was, uh, don't urge me to leave or turn back. Here's what's on my wedding ring. Where you go, I'll go. Where you stay, I'll stay. Man, those words speak to me. There's a reason they're on my wedding ring. Where she goes, I'm going. Where she stays, I'm staying. So Ruth makes this decision to just stay with Naomi and to be dirt poor. And so they're in their community, they're dirt poor, and um, they need food. And Naomi's like, listen, and I, you guys know anything about Israel culture? That, but, so it was agricultural. So they had a law that said when you went out to like, harvest the crops, anything that fell was for poor people. And then you were to leave a certain amount of crops on the plant so they would keep growing for poor people. So Naomi's like, go find a field, <laughs> get food, right? It's the welfare plan, go, right? So off Ruth goes, and she finds this field, and so she's following behind these workers, and she's picking up grain, and she's this, and apparently she's really cute. She's been there all day, which, by the way, most people who are just coming for a handout, don't, they get enough, and they go. Ruth just kept going all day. She just kept going, just kept collecting, kept collecting. Boaz, the man who owned the field, showed up, and he was like, who's that cutie? No, he was like, who's that young lady out there? And they're like, she's been out here all day. She's been gathering crops. She's been, you know, she's been here all day, and he was just like amazed. So Boaz sent message to her, word to her, just said, basically, listen, you just stay. You come back until the harvest is over every day. We're going to take care of you. We're going to take care of your family. And on top of that, he told his servants, don't just tell her that but you take her this big basket of, of grain. I mean, this is like life. This is from no life to life. Just take this big basket. You follow me? And so, you know, this all happens in Ruth's lives, and, and Ruth just kind of goes back, and, and she looks at Boaz and says, what, why in the world do I deserve this kind of kindness? I want you to, I'm going to put it on the screen. I want you to hear Boaz's answer. Yeah, I know, Boaz said, but I know that about everything you've done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband. I've heard how you left your father and mother in your own land to live here among strangers, to stay, to stay with your mother-in-law, to make that choice. And for those who don't know the story, it doesn't end there. Boaz, this incredibly wealthy man, 
falls in love with her. They marry. They build a family. Naomi gets grandkids. They get their, all their inheritance back, their land back. It's like happily ever after. And it's not a story. It's actually history. All because one young girl decided to stay. Would have been easier to go back home, to live off her parents. Would have been easier to just forget Naomi and not to carry the burden of a broken, sad, abandoned widow mother-in-law. But she decided to stay. So I think the first question is kind of like, am I choosing to to go, right, because it's the right thing or the easier thing? But but let's flip that because we're talking about stay to maybe this. What does God want me to want in this situation? What does God want me to want? You know, what's the one thing in your life right now that you know, if you could talk to God, he would say to you, you need to hang in there. Do not bail out. You need to hang in there. You probably, all quickly like this, have one thing, right? One thing you want to leave, but you know it needs more investment. One thing you want to leave, but you know there's still hope. One thing you may need help from 10 other people, but you know you just can't walk away, shouldn't walk away. God wants you to want to stay in that moment, even though it might be easier to go. Once you know that answer, I want to tell you this truth. Human beings are designed to be finishers, not quitters. That's why when you quit, you feel bad. When you finish, you feel good. It's not because you're impressing other people. We were designed to conquer. God made us the highest of all creation. He gave us his spirit inside us, and he created us in his image, and he ain't no quitter. He's a finisher. Sometimes finishing means it's time to go. That's when you know it's the right reason to go. The rest of the time, it's time to stay, dig in, and finish the race. You heard me say, when I stay for the right reasons, I end up with a better story, and I bet you can all echo this, right, just in your hearts. When I leave too early, I always have regrets. Anybody want to, like, amen that one? Yeah? Okay. So staying when it's easier to go, being a finisher instead of a quitter, it, 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 it reminds me of this verse. We read this last week. It says this, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, this life, this life, fixing our eyes on Jesus the author and perfecter of our faith. He's the one, like, he's the one. He's, he's been here, he's done this, he succeeded, he beat death. I know, oh, that's so mystical. I don't believe it. It's okay, just, it's the truth. It's like a matter of record that he rose from the dead. It's a matter of record of hundreds of people who watched him ascend into the sky. It takes faith, but it's true. So this idea of fixing your eyes on Jesus isn't just this religious chant we do. It's like, I was made in his image? Well, maybe there's hope. So, the next time you're ready to quit a job, to bail out in a relationship, to just leave church, abandon your faith, whatever it is, drop that friendship, maybe we should ask this question, all of us, maybe you should ask this question, just quietly, what's the bigger plan here? What's the bigger picture? You know, what does God want in this situation? What does a loving God want? Like, what, what would God want me to do here? Let me give you a word picture for that. Jesus, the son of God who came, there was a point where he went off into the desert and he went to fast and he faced a lot of temptation. 
And he was tempted by the devil himself. And the devil kept saying, if you do this, you can have control of this. And he was like, no. If you do this, you can have control of the whole world. No. Well, the thing you want him to do is to deny God. So I just want to ask you this question. What would have happened if Jesus would have quit instead of finished? What would have happened if Jesus, instead of staying, quit? That's a great question, right? So now think about yourself. There's something Jesus said when he left this planet. He said, you guys are love now. You're the hands and feet of God. I'm the hands and feet of God. We are the hands and feet of God. Are you with me? So if we quit too early, who suffers? Imagine this. Just imagine this. Like Paul teaches us in Galatians. He says this. Let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap. This is the rule of harvest, right? You have to plant the seed. You have to water the seed. You have to wait for the whole season. Once you wait for the whole season, then what happens? Then you get the harvest. That's when the harvest comes in, right? How about this one? Ask these two questions. Start with this one. You ready? What does God want me to want? For my brother over there, he wants you to clean your closet. And, and now he's put words on that, right? So God wants him to clean his closet. But the, what does God want you to want? In this situation where it just might be easier to get out, to quit, what does God want? And then once you have that in mind, say this. In light of knowing what God wants you to want, where does he want you to stay? In in light of knowing everything that God wants you to want, love and forgiveness and peace among men and women, right? In, in, In light of what God wants you to want, which is reconciliation, your best story, your best life, Where does he want you to stay this year? In 2023, instead of hitting the road, where does he want you to stay where you can plow and reap and work on yourself? Maybe you have to get a coach. Maybe you have to get a psychiatrist. Maybe you just gotta, whatever you gotta do, maybe you just have to deal with that boss and decide you're gonna try to make that boss's life better. You know, Carrick said that, right? Did you hear Carrick's words? I'm gonna stick up for my boss when people go after him. Maybe that's it. There are times when it may be time to go. And if you're sure of that, you need to go. But the real question for 2023 today is where does God want you to stay? Like, where does God want you to stay this year, even though it might be easier to go? We don't even think about this kind of stuff, do we? We just react emotionally, and then we pay the bill later. Or better yet, we miss the harvest. Has that one ever happened to you? You leave too early, and the other guys get blessed, and you're like, dude, Where's God want you to stay? Where does he want you to dig in and make it better? Where does he want you to find hope? Where does he want you to sow hope? Where does he want you to stay in 2023? Indulge me in one more word. I've been saying this for a week. Just indulge me in one more word. For some of you, you don't really have a relationship with God. You don't have this whole thing going on. And um, maybe your stay decision is to find a new place to stay. When I was in college, and then as a young guy, when I left college, before I went back to college, I stayed in a lot of houses. I slept on a lot of couches. I hung out with a lot of people I shouldn't hang out with. (laughs) That environment wasn't good for me. Maybe where you stay in a good place. But even just spiritually or emotionally, maybe you're in a place where you stay, and what your really stay decision is you need a whole new place to stay. And I just want to tell you, this is the whole plan of God. His whole plan is this. We usually pick the place to stay like young, dumb people. And then here he comes trumpeting in going, I have a better place to stay. 
There's all those crazy scriptures. Like he says, one day, for those who believe in him, you'll be in heaven with him. You'll live eternally. And he even told his disciples, don't fret. I'm going to build a place for you to stay, a house for you to stay in. Mind-boggling. No mortgage, you just stay. But even in a more practical sense, he said, if you stay with me, I will make sure that you find peace and rest. He said, if you trust me, I'll take care of every one of your needs. So maybe your stay this year is that you need a new place to stay in. If that resonates with you and you want to try to figure out how to find a new place to stay spiritually, emotionally, you know, whatever you need, I just find me today. Because I would just so love for your journey in 2023 to be that you're staying in a really great place. And you're staying there because you know it's the right thing. It might be easier to bail out. It might be easier not to conquer the habit. It might be easier not to figure your junk out so you can get along with whoever. But you're staying for the right reason because you weren't designed to quit. You were designed to finish. And it's not time to give up yet. And you don't wanna give up this life and you're not just gonna sit in a hopeless job. You're gonna figure it out and you're gonna stay in this new place. If that's you, there's a very simple prayer. It goes like this. God, I, <laughs> help me find a new place to stay. Everybody else, these elaborate prayers makes people come up and everything else. Your journey with God starts the moment that deep inside your heart, you just say, hey, I, I need some help or I want some help. Or, and you're like, but don't you have to say, like, I believe in you and you're my Lord and all that? I mean, that is, but it, really, if you don't know God, do you even know what the word Lord means? We didn't grow up in England. That's where it comes from. Lords and serfs and kingdoms. I guess you could watch you know, some of those old Viking shows. Maybe you get it. But in reality, it's all about belief. The moment you ask God for help, you're saying you believe in him, right? I mean, if you didn't believe I was here, you wouldn't look at me. That's where you're at today. If you just ask him, like, I just help me find a new place to stay. Like, my stay decision is I'm just not going to quit. I got to figure this out, my spiritual life, my emotional life all these relationships and I want help. And if that's you, then I want you to sing this song. I asked these guys, I hope they weren't too disturbing to you. I asked them to come back up because I think the song would be just a great song to sing. It'd be a great song to sing if you just made a decision to stay with him. And I can't tell you to get on your feet because I hate it when people tell me what to do. But how could you not? How about it, guys? <laughs> 